This is Pastor George Pearsons. What a great week we have had together on the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'd like to thank Kenneth and Gloria for allowing me to take this week and to share these principles of faith that the Lord has put so deeply into my heart through them over all of these years. We so appreciate Kenneth and Gloria. Father, we pray over Kenneth and Gloria Copeland right now and thank you. Thank you that they are on fire for your word, that you are giving them great revelation of walking in faith. And Lord, we thank you for all of the help that they've given to the body of Christ and continue to do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for agreeing with me in prayer for Kenneth and Gloria. And I also want to let you know that all of the outlines that I've been teaching from on this series called Persistent Faith, they are available to you on kcm.org. All you have to do is go to the picture of me on the website, click onto it, and it will take you to these outlines and go back and watch the broadcasts. Watch them again and again. They're so good to be able to have uh, these on our archive and, and being able to refer to them and going back through them. I started this series on Monday talking about persistent faith. And one of the things that the Lord put down into my heart was this note that I wrote last Monday in speaking to people that they feel like they feel like their world is falling apart. And if you've been watching us through this week, I believe that those of you who had felt like that, that it's changing, that you're definitely changing and you're definitely becoming stronger in your faith and in the ability to be able to resist the devil and see him flee as in stark terror. If you haven't been with us through this whole week, and you do feel like that your world is falling apart, go back and watch these. Go back and feed on the Word of God that we're talking about, because what the Lord has been doing with us this week is shaking our faith, getting us back to where we are back on top again, because the devil's tactic is to be able to be persistent in your life, persistent in lying to you, persistent in telling you're not going to make it, persistent in bringing bad things to you. So we have to stop him. We have to stop him because that's what his strategy is. According to Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What we've discussed concerning the wiles of the devil, they're the methods, the methodology of the devil, the strategies of the tactics of the devil. And one of the tactics of the devil is that he uses his persistence to wear down our resistance to stand. That's what he does. Persistence. Persistence in speaking words. Persistence in trying to convince you that you are not a new creation in Christ Jesus. That you're not going to make it. He's trying to convince you that you're too old. You're too old to to do anything further or anything more. He's trying to convince 40 years old, 40 year old people that they're too old. And we watch Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. And we see we see Brother Copeland now in his 80s. He's stronger than I've ever seen him. The man is working out, eating healthy, spending much time in prayer, and preaching the Word of God with what Oral Roberts called fire in his belly. So we have a good example to look at, to, to, to really take that, 
lie that the devil tries to give people when they reach up into their 70s or they get into their 80s and they just start giving up. They just start quitting. We were in church not too long ago and Charles Green was in church with us and how much we love Charles Green. Charles Green, I've known him for many years and we've become good friends with each other, but he was in church on Sunday with us and Brother Green has a list of invitations uh, to go speak. And he's getting ready to answer those invitations. But you need to know that Charles Green is 94 years old. And the man is still traveling. He is still preaching. Look him up. Look up his website. Give to him. Bless him. The man is still preaching the gospel. He was a marvelous pastor in New Orleans, had the best, the biggest church in New Orleans, Word of Faith Church. And now he's traveling and preaching the word of God and he ain't buying the lie. He's not taking the bait. The man is pressing on. Brother Copeland is pressing on to 120 years old. 94-year-old Charles Green is pressing on. He still has things to say and he still has things to do. So don't let the devil lie to you about your life and try to tell you that you're done. You're finished. It's over. And that's what the devil, that's the lie of the devil. He tries to tell people that, that you're no use to anybody anymore. As long as you are on this earth, And you're breathing breath. You are valuable to the kingdom of God. You are valuable to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. You have something to say. You have something to do. And you be persistent with that. You be persistent with living a long life. With a long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. A long, healthy life. A long life. Where you're actually, you are actually experiencing age reversal. Age reversal. That's where the older you get, the better you look. (laughs) I'm believing for that myself. The older you get, the stronger you are. See, don't let the devil sell you that lie. And that's what he does. He's persistent with it. He's persistent with telling people, you're going to have to die one day and you're going to have to die. Something, something's going to have to happen to make you die. Some kind of sickness, some kind of disease, some kind of something that breaks down in your body. No, you don't have to believe that. You don't have to receive that. And he starts telling people that when they're of a young age. I remember the devil lying to me. And this is before I was saved. The devil's lying to me. I can remember when I was about to turn 10. And I thought the devil was going to kill me. I thought I was going to die at age 10. And he did the same thing when I was 15 and 18. And when I turned 20, then I got saved. And I started reading about the word and I found out what belonged to me in Christ. And he couldn't sell me that lie anymore. He quit doing that a long time ago. Because I know that there are things that I need to fulfill on this earth and there are things you need to fulfill as well. There are things that you need to do. And you need a a healthy, strong body to do it. 
So, Pastor George, how are you going to die? Well, here are a couple of ways to die. And let's change the word from die to depart. It's a departure. It is a departure from one place to another. I know that when Terry and I got married, we went to Hawaii for a honeymoon. And I can remember we, we departed from DFW airport. I'd never been. She had. She'd been there with, with her dad and he was preaching through the years and I'd never been to Hawaii. And when we landed there in Hawaii, they didn't, they didn't have you go in from the airplane directly in to the, the, uh, the, the, the area. No, you had to go down the stairs and then walk across the tarmac and go in. And I, I, I really thought I had gone to heaven. Because I had never, I had never been to Hawaii before. And the air there, the atmosphere, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Well, we departed and we landed in Hawaii. Well, there's going to be a day when you depart from here and you'll land in heaven. There are several ways. I know that Brother Copeland, he said he wants, he wants to go to heaven preaching. So that's one way to go. I've thought about this before. I've thought about going to heaven. And I thought, what would it be like to go to sleep at night and to wake up in heaven? That would be nice. That would be nice. And it was no sickness. It was no disease. It was no infirmity. You just go. You just depart. And it reminds me of the story that I've told before about when I was a kid in my early years, we, we lived in New York on Long Island. And my grandparents lived in Massachusetts on Cape Cod. And we would go there every summer. And we'd go there at Christmas time until we finally moved there. I was nine years old when we moved there. But I can remember this. Uh, sometimes I try to remember as far back as I can. Mm, how far can I remember? And I can remember, I had to have been four, four years old. And I can remember it was very early in the morning, still dark outside. My family had packed and my father came and got me from my bed. He picked me up and I can remember waking up and I remember him putting me in the car and I fell back asleep. And all of a sudden I woke up and there was the sunshine. I'd slept and I woke up in Rhode Island, Rhode Island. And I, I looked around <laughs> and, and it's an illustration of how a person can pass from this life to the next. They can fall asleep and wake up in heaven. Just like I fell asleep as a kid in the car and I woke up in Rhode Island. Well, Rhode Island is nice. It really is pretty. It's on the ocean. But heaven, it's magnificent. But the point being is the devil is persistently trying to tell people all the time, you're going to die. You're going to die. Your kids are going to die. Your wife is going to die. And we have to stop buying that lie. And really, the way that we, that we persist and come against the resistance of the devil, where that's concerned, is we just start speaking over ourselves with a long life. Will he satisfy me and show me his salvation? I am the healed and I'm getting stronger and stronger every single day. That is the persistence. We are persistently declaring what belongs to us and what is ours in Christ Jesus. And so our persistence will wear down the devil's resistance. 
Remember, we were talking last week, or earlier this week, we were talking about Goliath and what Goliath did where the Israeli army was concerned. Forty days. Forty days. Send a man out here. If he kills me, we'll be your slaves. If not, you'll be our slaves. And he just kept saying it, and he kept saying it, and he kept, he was persistent in that, where the Israel army, and he got the Israeli army to the degree where when he would just show up, they would run. They would be in fear. That's the tactic of the devil. Fear. Fear is of the devil. Any kind of fear is of the devil. And you and I need to have a zero tolerance policy where fear is, is concerned. I refuse to fear. Devil, I refuse to fear. I refuse to accept your fear. And it says in 1 Samuel 17, verse 16, For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israeli army. And then in verse 25, As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Well, I told you last week, we were going or earlier this week, we were going to finish up on this part. And it says in 1 Samuel 17, verse 41, here we go. Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David. That you would come to me with a stick. He cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals, Goliath yelled. Verse 45. Now, David, that, that could have struck fear into David. But David was a covenant man. David was a man of God. And David wasn't about to take this off of that devil. No, he said, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you. In the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you, and I will cut off your head. That's what David did. He took the word of God as a covenant believer, and he stood on it, and he spoke it. He spoke it to the enemy. You have to speak to the enemy and shut him up. Shut him up and cut off the head of Goliath. We were dealing with a certain issue some time ago. And the Lord gave me a word, gave me a strong word. Because there was there was a lot of talking that was going on, a lot of words that were being spoken that weren't right. And this just came up and out of me. We need to cut the head off of Goliath. Now, understand, we don't deal with the flesh and blood. So I'm not talking about cutting off a person's head. But I'm talking about cutting off the head of that devil that's doing the talking. And I'd never said that before. I had never, ever had that thought before to to actually cut off the head of that speaking devil. Well, that's what David said to him. He said to him... Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you, and I will cut off your head. What happens when you cut off his head? He can't talk. He can't speak. He can't speak those words anymore. 
And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with the sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. David is out talking Goliath. That's what he's doing. He's out talking him. He is his persistence. He's out persistencing him <laughs> and, and causing, causing Goliath's resistance to begin to wear down. He's never had anybody talk to him. Think about that. He's never had anyone talk to him like that in his life. Spoiled brat. <clears throat> Gotten away with everything. Gotten away with all kinds of stuff in his house. And now he's got a covenant man who's exercising his faith. Verse 48, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. You know, <laughs> this, this reminds me of something that I preached before about this, that we need to not run from the enemy. We, run, we need to run to the enemy with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and run to him. No, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath, and David used it to kill him and to cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and they ran. This is how persistent faith works. Goliath came daily with words. David came back at Goliath with words. We must come daily with persistent words of faith. We're going to have to apply nonstop, constant, steady, relentless pressure on the word, on our covenant, and on the devil. Not letting go, not giving up, until all resistance is broken and the desired result is attained. You can hear the passion in my voice about this. Because I know there are things that you've been dealing with. <clears throat> and some of you have said, this will never end. I, don't, I can't see how this is going to end. I can't see how this is going to be over. I guess it's always going to be like this. It's been like this. It's always been like this. It always, it'll always be like this. No! No! And if you're thinking that right now, <clears throat> you need to shout out loud, No! Devil, no, and begin to exercise a persistence in your faith with the words that you speak and shut it down. Shut it down. Yes, that negative situation is going to change. It will turn around. And you need, you need to do the same kind of thing that I've done when I have faced issues and things that have been going on in my life. I see it with the eye of faith. I look up and over it. And I see, I see the promised land. And I head for it. I go for it. And I act like it. 
I act like it's true. I act like it's over. We are going to have to apply nonstop, constant, steady, relentless pressure on the word, on our covenant and on the devil. Not letting go. Not giving up until all resistance is broken and the desired result is attained. I'm thinking right now about the Battle of Britain when the Germans were flying overhead every night, bombing London, bombing over and over and over and over again. But they didn't quit. They didn't give up. They didn't give in. They didn't throw in the towel. Winston Churchill was declaring words before them. Never, 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 never quit. And they didn't. They didn't quit. And they broke the resistance of the enemy. And they finally won. That is a picture of you. That is a picture of me. In whatever kind of war we're involved in right now. Whatever battles that we're facing right now. That we are persistent. Maybe, maybe the enemy is bombing you every night. Well, bomb him back with the word of God. Attack him with the sword of the spirit. Keep on saying by faith. Keep on believing by faith. Keep on receiving by faith. Keep on pressing by faith. Now, this is what I want to do in the last few moments that we have together. And I'm going to say this out loud, and I want everybody in the studio to say this out loud with me and say it out loud. I mean out loud. In the name of Jesus, I have persistent bulldog faith. I won't give up. I won't let go until my mission is accomplished. I apply pressure to my covenant. I apply pressure to the devil. I will continue to stand on the word, to live by love, to walk by faith and not by sight. I will keep doing this until all resistance is broken and I have the desired result. I am stubborn. Now, you understand I'm talking about stubborn in faith. Stubborn in the word. I am stubborn. I am tenacious. I am persistent. My bulldog persistent faith is wearing down the devil's resistance. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. Father, I want to praise you and worship you right now. I want to glorify you and thank you that as we exercise persistent faith, We are wearing down the resistance of the devil. He has no place in our lives. Devil, take your hands off of my family. Take your hands off of my life. We walk in victory. Victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world and everything in it. Even our faith. In the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I will be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.